Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of Money Honeys, where we, Freddie, Devin, and Chantel, bring you all the cheese about those sweet, sweet dollar bills. Mm-hmm. Dollar bills, y'all. Mm-hmm. Where to get them, how to get them, and how to make sure you get them on time. Exactly. Which is why today we're talking about the financial mistakes we've made as freelancers. Now, yeah. we've done an episode where we talked about the pros and cons of freelance versus full-time. So if you're looking for a full comprehensive look at that comparison, be sure to check that one out Mm -hmm. because today we're putting ourselves on blast and calling out our mistakes. Oh my God. (laughs) So many, so many. Buckle up. This is going to be fun. For the folks at home, let's run through the types of freelance work we all do and what we're currently working on. And I can go first. So I do Instagram campaigns, brand deals, DJing, and acting. And acting. And to whisper it, acting, say it. Like your mom. Say it. Say it. <laughs> no, she's, she's, you should say it's real good. Tell them. You should tell them. <laughs> they want to know. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> they want to know. <laughs> They're so proud of you. You have to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. I'm crying. All right. Oh. I um I'm a producer, director type. I also run a YouTube channel, I pole dance, and I act as well. And then I am a uh director, producer type as well. Um and then also uh do screenwriting on the side as well as creating my own kind of like short films. Hopefully soon to be feature films. Devin has been in one of my short films. She was amazing. Mm. Thanks. Wow. What can't we do, you guys? Fly. (laughs) (laughs) It's from Ever After, one of the best movies in the world. (laughs) (sighs) What can't we do? Uh, Well, gals, shall we dive in? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Maybe we won't go to the break yet because it's only been two (laughs) minutes. It's been two minutes. I I thought that part would take longer, but it's, it's good that it hasn't taken longer. Okay. Let's start big and get this out of the way. What is your absolute number one financial tip for freelancers out there, gals? Goodness. I mean, I think for me, it is absolutely set aside 50% of every check. Now, I think that I do think that that's probably a bit overkill, but it has worked for me. You have to. Because there's just always some kind of hidden costs somewhere later down the road that you're going to have to pay. Mm -hmm. So I would say, if you can, set aside 50% of those paychecks for taxes and other bullshit. Yeah, very big asterisk on that and other bullshit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it comes up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say start with an emergency fund. You're going to freelancing, uh, budget out... X amount of dollars a week that you start putting into an emergency fund because mm-hmm. when you are freelancing, there are going to be some dry spells. So if you have an emergency fund, it's not so critically sad, if that makes sense. Yes. It makes it so that you're able to enjoy those dry spells as time off mm-hmm. versus being, 
oh shit, I need to work right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest tip, I think, is getting the paperwork for your job signed as soon as possible and knowing exactly what that job is going to entail. Tell me more. Right from the bat. Right off the bat. Mm. Um, especially because different types of work will sometimes have different terms for things that you're not accustomed to. So like even, I know Devin and I, we've both been diving into into the live production world. Mm-hmm. My experience with that is that there's some terminology there that I think means one thing in non-live world. Like what? And it means something different in there. Um, have you ever been part of a pinning test? Yeah. 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 What the hell is a pinning test? Yeah, what is that? Enlighten me. <laughs> I mean, it's like when you, I just was in one yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's basically when you go into, they do a mock live stream and they have to log all the products into the GMC, which is basically like, it's, remember OBS when we used to stream for Ladylike or Unladylike? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's basically like looking at the OBS back end and seeing how they, they can pin everything. Because in the chat, that's where you pin it. Yeah. And then, then people can see it. Yeah. It's like they, they get all the products loaded into the shopping manager, mm-hmm. and which can sometimes take hours. Wow. And then um, people on the tech team, like you have to do the full live stream run through so that people on the tech team and everyone is aligned on pinning the products at the right time so that your host can say, um, and if you want to buy this right here, click on that link in the chat right now. It's pinned right there. Or sometimes it'll be like a, a native like banner that comes up if it's a type of player that you can actually click on. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be like, click right here. Like the banner on top right here has the exact thing that you're that I'm showing you right now is shit like that. So it's all based on timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you obviously need to be at a certain place in your script. Mm-hmm. It's like a tech rehearsal. Yeah. 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 It's a tech rehearsal because with live, there's a shit ton of tech. Mm-hmm. It's like all tech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so, um, yeah, something for me has been um, having folks setting the exact expectation of what your job is going to be and how much they're going to pay you for that exact job. Yeah. Like, I, what you're hinting at, I think, too, is really being a bulldog at the beginning of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so say someone's like, Who, what are you doing for the next 10 weeks? I could really use a producer like you or whatever. Um, you can say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what kind of producer you need. Okay, I can do this, this, and this. Um, my rate is X and come in strong with that rate. So for an example, on the show that I'm on now, they wanted to, I had worked with this product, production company before. I adore them. I love them. But they were like, hey, we're going to let you be a producer on this. I was like, no, 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 I'm a co-EP. Remember, last, last last job you booked me for, I was a co-EP. This job you're going to book me for is for a co-EP. I'm not going to accept less than this. And mm-hmm. that's kind of pushy. But if you're your bulldog up top, then you can relax for the 10 weeks of the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Because once you start doing your work and you're good at your work, then they're just like, we're so lucky to have you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're like, thank you, mutual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can go on your merry way as you collect your money. Yeah, and then that's also to like ask for a statement of work. Like get your SOW, mm-hmm. read it, and look over what they need. Because they'll put it down in there. 
Yeah. And then that'll become your best friend if something goes awry later. You yeah. just mm-hmm. get those statements at work. And even after you have that SOW or before you have that SOW, make sure that you know exactly what the role is. Mm. Um, I had some confusion over the term development because it was training and development. And so I said, I, I thought, okay, training me for the role and in my development as the role. No, they were talking about show development. Mm. Mm. And I was like, oh, that would have been a different rate. Yeah. Mm. That would have been a way different rate. I like y'all. So we're going to keep it cute. And then they wound up bumping my rate thereafter. It, it was like one rate for the first couple of weeks and then the second rate for the next few weeks. And so then they bumped up my rate for those last few weeks and started it a week early. Um, now, did you have a conversation with them to get yeah. them there? I did. Good for you. I did. And it, it was not, not a tense conversation at all. Very lovely people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was me saying, hey, had I known that this was going to be the work, I would have charged a different rate. And because they were incredibly nice people, they felt bad. And they mm. were like, oh, we see where the confusion was. We understand that confusion can we bump up your rate for this next portion and start it a week early? And I said, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Mm-hmm. We went on our, we continued on with the show and then it was very much like, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. We mm. love working with you. We yeah. love working with you. Goodbye. Yeah. You know? Um, but so that was uh, a big learning is truly dissecting every single word that is presented to you because a lot of times it is very on the fly of like, hey, wh- wh- what are you up to? Like, we we need someone, exactly what you said, Deb, exactly what you said of, hey, we're looking for someone like you for the next two weeks. Do you have time? And then it's like, okay, yes. What is this? What is, you know, can you accommodate my rate? What are the expectations? Are you New York hours? Are you LA hours? Mm. Are you, you know, all that stuff. Right. In, in our work, you know, creative or producing, there's so many different types of producers. Mm-hmm. Do you need a line producer? Do you need a creative producer? Do you need blah, 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 blah? Do you need a talent producer? Do you need whatever? Like, what kind of work is it? So that's why I think we have trained ourselves to be very clean and clear at up top. Mm-hmm. Because you can, yeah, you can get into a job and they're like, no, actually, it's expected that you do this, this, and this, this. Mm-hmm. And also asking how much support you're going to get. Absolutely. Mm. Do I get an AP? Do I not? Do I have any, you know, that kind of thing is huge. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then even um, with different with different companies. So I freelanced for like digital companies like Attention and Refinery29 and stuff like that. I've also freelanced for people who are making stuff kind of on their own or with like a celeb attached or something like that. But it was very much through just just kind of on their own. And there's times even with companies, and I, I really do like freelancing with like, like full companies, um, but even times with that where it's like, okay, yeah, can you start this week? Yeah, I can. Like, can you, like, what are the exact dates that I'll be working? And then make sure that you have it listed out. So it's like you have 12 days of prep, three days of shoot, four days of wrap. Here's the rate here. Like here's your day rate for every single one of those days. 
so you know exactly how much you're getting paid for that work that you're doing. Yeah. Because there's so many times it's like, oh, yeah, well, the shoot's this date, and then, you know, we'll, like, have... And then that'll kind of be it. And it's like, no, 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 like, just totally hear that, love that, that works for my schedule. Are you able to just tell me the the exact work dates that, right. that we're expecting? Right. And then that's 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 a, a, an easy ask. And then they're like, oh, yeah, here it is. Because when everyone is on the same page, it really makes it easier for them, too. So much better. Yeah. And then on top of that, I would also be very clear about any kind of um, when you take a new job freelance talk to them up front like I said be a bulldog up front so you can relax in the back end but talk to them about your days that you need off Mm -hmm. so like oh I have a wedding oh oh, I have this tell them that up front so then and put it in an email put everything in an email Mm -hmm. we love receipts on the show I feel like we need a sound effect whenever we talk yeah. about <laughs> get your receipts, like a yeah. cha-ching, you know, yeah. like, because it comes out smelling like roses later when you can, like, point to the email and be like, no, no, I asked for this day off, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. where I think we're also used to, you know, from, like, the college idea of, like, just get the job, you know, Absolutely. just, yeah. just like, hustle and lie yeah. to get the job. <laughs> no? You didn't lie? Yeah. Okay, so that was a me thing. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but no, be upfront and be honest. And to that end, sometimes I will flat out be like, hey, I'm in a double dip, mm-hmm. and which means take two freelance jobs at once. And you, then that way you can negotiate. If you tell them that upfront, they much appreciate it rather than, you double dipping and trying to manage your time mm-hmm. and then they find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like even for this one gig that I'm on now, they said, can you start on such and such date? And I said, I'm going to be completely transparent. I'm on another show. It wraps on this date four days later. Mm-hmm. So the options are either I try to take on some of your work as I'm wrapping that job out or I can start after that job is done. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, got it we'll have you start after the job's done. Right. And I said, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, because then it's just, everyone was on the same page versus me being super stressed of trying to wrap out another job and be like, oh shit, I got to respond to them. They can't know that I, you know, and it's like, it wouldn't have been worth it for those three days of like double pay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe for a Beyonce ticket. (laughs) (laughs) We got to start saving for that Beyonce concert. Mm -hmm. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, well, talk to me about contracts, Fred, because I know that you've yeah. been presented with contracts before for these brand deals. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, like, pretty much I have been blessed to have a team and a lawyer on my side who, like, will review everything and look everything over in addition to me reading those fine, that fine 
print in those fine lines. I have definitely found myself like confused about where my payments are mm-hmm. and expecting a certain thing because I didn't necessarily read like, oh, it's going to be net 30 or didn't read it, it was going to be net 90 when I'm like, what's going on? A lot of times, it's been, and so yeah, with payment, I've definitely had some shocking moments. Like for example, a lot of times it's like the net the net 60 or the net 90 or the net 30 will begin as soon as the the content goes live on social. It's and I really do kind of wish there was a way to make it so the net 90 begins like as soon as I submit my first proposal. Because I've been doing work. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's it's a month or two before it even goes live. Mm-hmm. So, you know, two and three months after it goes live, I've been like doing work for this brand at this point almost like five and six months. And it mm-hmm. just feels like very, it feels very delayed. And it does feel like that time isn't being counted or valued of all the prep that mm-hmm. goes into making this content and making sure that it's like effective and goes live and looks good and all these things. A lot of times brands are very, I think like generally brands are quite st- stern on the net 90 net 60 net, net 30 like i've in, in the past i've tried to negotiate like hey can we get this down at 30 can we get this down and like generally the answers have been no wow so i'm not sure exactly how to navigate that but i think the best way the best way to sort of just control your own narrative and not be caught off guard is to just make sure that you are reading exactly from what point this net 30 60 or 90 begins Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous that we have net 90s yeah it's it's ridiculous and a lot of times sometimes if they are not willing to move on the payment schedule you can ask for a higher rate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is something that i haven't done yet but it's something that i should do (laughs) (laughs) it's something i should do it's a mistake which is the category that we're in right now Um, what what have our mistakes been yeah and i think i think almost like kind of getting creative with your asks. So even yeah. like, even if it's like, if it's not a higher rate, okay, can they provide glam? Compensate for gas. Yeah, gas. Like, you know, some kind of something. They're, the money is there. Oh, no, yeah. And a lot of times people aren't asking for these like little small, like more um, in the weeds type of compensation questions, but it can be very helpful. And a lot of times like, Sometimes they will give it to you, especially because a lot of creators probably aren't asking for it. Right. So um, I would say just get creative with your asks and make sure you are reading everything super thoroughly to so that you are budgeting properly for the time, however long it takes you to get paid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A mistake that I've made in the past is not invoicing in a timely manner. Mm. It didn't affect me it 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 didn't lead to a complication of like oh you're already off and like blah 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 all that stuff it was more so a complication of my personal finances Mm -hmm. and so it's like once you're if if the job is an invoice type thing once you're done with the job like have your invoice ready hit submit on that thing in case it is a net 30 and they take the full 30 yeah because there's, I, I've had experiences where it's like, oh yeah, we're not 30, but they pay out in like in like a week or two. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Which we love. Yeah. But 
sometimes it's not that way. Yeah. And so there have been times where I'm like, oh, I wish I would have submitted my invoice right when the job was done versus like getting kind of lazy and then waiting two weeks and being like, all right, when's that payment coming in? You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you ain't even sent the invoice yet. Yeah. Yeah. That I will say I am quite serious about my invoices. Literally, Mm -hmm. I... I, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I had already have it drafted up, ready to go. Yeah. As, because like, <laughs> I don't play a goddamn money. That's no. Right. No. I'm no, ma'am. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. Another thing I'll say is ask about kit fees. Yeah. Huge. Um, even I mean, and I think that's across the board. Like we we talk mostly about production because that's the world in which we work. But I think you know if you're doing any kind of freelance work of like tutoring or whatever ask about compensating them compensating you for use of your own equipment whether it be a laptop dj equipment Mm -hmm. your car like they should be paying for that because you know what you're not getting in freelance work is health insurance you're not getting basic things that you get in a salary job so Mm -hmm. try to stack it up front because like you said at top 50 percent of what you make weekly is going to go towards taxes Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's actually like asterisks so, and other bullshit. Yeah, and other bullshit. We pray for less, and we love it when it's less. Yeah, most of the time it will be less than that. Yeah, but enough times it hasn't been. Just do fifty percent because it's like maybe thirty-five percent goes to taxes, and yeah. then the other fifteen should go to your savings. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, hundred uh, percent. I have something to add. Yeah, another tip. Um, I would say like. Get petty. Get petty with your business <laughs> expenses for tax time. Yeah. Like, you know, I think a lot of times we can forget or even just like out of laziness. I know mm-hmm. for me, out of laziness, I haven't like there's been opportunities for me to like write off dinners with people in the creative space that I that could be considered like business engagements that can be written off come tax time. That DJ equipment it's going to be written off during tax time. When I went to Howard Homecoming, I ended up getting booked to do a set at one of the parties, which is really exciting. Um, I'm going to figure out a way to sort of expense maybe the flight. Yeah. Yeah. You know or what I mean? The clothing. Clothing. Yeah. Oh, I, my, George, who's now my tax guy, yeah. George Azar, got to love him. He told me that they're starting to crack down on all that. Yeah. They are. Which is bullshit. They, they are. are. Even like writing off... Uh, because it, it used to be easy to write off like the home office expense. But then my tax guy, because <laughs> I asked about it for my last taxes, and my office was kind of like in our like loft with like workout equipment and stuff. And I was like, can I write off my home office? And he was like, is it a specific room that is only used as an office, has a door, everything? And I was like, well, no, there's like workout equipment. He was like, I'm not going to put you through the risk of that. He was like, I had one of my clients do a home office write-up. IRS showed up at his door, and thank God he had an actual legit home office. But isn't that nuts? That's petty. Now that's stupid. When, it's petty. When was this? When did this happen? Like a like year or two ago. Okay. so like I recent. Think, because yeah. COVID times, everyone was like writing off home office. And even... I guess I will say, yeah, like with last year's taxes, she did tell me. I was able to write off, 
I wrote off some stuff. Yeah. But definitely make sure that it makes sense. Right. Whatever Cons- you're writing Consult off. your tax professional. Yeah. But, like, with, with meals and flights and stuff like that, that's pretty... Yeah. Pretty run of the mill, which yeah. is nice. Mm-hmm. Another thing, open a business account. You don't have to be a business to have a business account. Open another bank account that you get paid out of, and then you pay yourself into your normal bank account. Because then you'll see, if you start thinking of yourself as a business, even if you aren't an S-Corp or an LLC, mm-hmm. you'll start setting aside money for that those business-type expenses. And then come tax time, it comes so much easier. It's a lot easier yeah. if it's all separated out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can make a business account without having an LLC or yeah. an S-Corp attached to it? It's just a different bank account. Yeah, yeah. You might not be able to open a quote-unquote business account, but you can just open a checking account Yeah, mm-hmm. and consider that your own personal business account. Yeah. Because um, I know at Chase to open a, a business account, I think they needed, like, my EIN. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Which I'm... is, like, the social security number for your business. Mm-hmm. Ironically... I'm going to head out of the pod early. Oh, my God. Because I have a meeting for one of my freelance jobs. Um, is this a rap meeting? Tell us a little bit more what kind of meeting this is. This is a talent meeting. Ooh. I'm already on to my next thing. So you're meeting the talent. Meeting the talent. Okay. For the first time. All right. Wow. One of three. Okay. And they seem lovely. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Well, good luck. Have a great meeting. Thanks, gals. Mm-hmm. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And we're back, y'all. And we're talking about our financial mistakes that we've made as freelancers. Uh, Chantel has left us. I already feel her presence. Yes. Gone. So sad. So sad. But she has to work as a freelance. We're working. Yeah. You know, this is real life, y'all. I know. And I think we should maybe stay on this um, idea of asking for your rate just a little bit longer because I think it's really important, especially for women. Mm hmm. Um, who underestimate their worth. Not all women, of course, but I think a lot of us do. Yes. Um, So I think when it comes to setting your rate and asking for what you need, it's thinking about what you brought up, the time that you're doing in the prep work. It's they may not value your time, but you should value your time. Yes. Right? And it's putting that into the budget because when a dry spell does come, you can have extra funds mm-hmm. to really re- relax and enjoy that dry spell. Exactly. Um, do you have any tips for building up the confidence to ask for your rate? So it's interesting. I do kind of want to touch on like the idea of imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think that working for yourself and not being um, 
working full time for a company can sort of do a number on your mental in terms of like, wait. So now I, I guess I'm the person who believes in me, right? I'm mm-hmm. the per- I'm I am self. Uh, what am I saying? I am saying that I'm the ex- expert. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, daddy buzzfeed or anyone telling me that I'm the expert to give me the confidence to ask for my rate. Like at this point, I'm on my own and I just have to have the confidence and and, and know that I have the experience to do a good quality job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes there will be jobs where you may not have necessarily like, have there ever been jobs, Devin, for you where like you've taken on a role and you are you haven't done, you know, maybe certain aspects of that role before and you have asked for a certain rate for it, and you just kind of were like, "Wait, but I, ooh, like, am I even qualified? Like, mm-hmm. like how how did you deal with that? Because I've kind of had that experience as well. Um, I think it's a mindset where you go in and you say, "Okay, I'm charging for my time, but they're paying for my expertise." So in that, and that's two different things. I'm charging them for the hours spent, either looking up how to do what they want me to do, mm-hmm. figuring it out, piecing together their expectations with what I can actually bring. And they're paying for your expertise, meaning they trust you to get the job done. Yeah. So it, sometimes you'll you'll get hired by folks who like try to really be like a, a middleman with your time and be like, no, I want you to do this. And no, you can't take this time off or blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, 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 you're not paying for my time. I am budgeting out that because I'm a freelancer. Right. You are paying for my expertise. I'm going to come in here and handle, I'm going to be across this one aspect of this company or your work so you don't have to worry about it. And that's what you're paying for. Yeah. So I think when it comes to imposter syndrome, it needs to like, you really need to think like, I'm an expert in this. And even if I'm not an expert, I'm going to get it done. Yeah. It's it's just trust. It's having trust that you'll get it done because you have this up to this point, you've gotten it done. And yeah, yeah, you're not going to know everything going into everything. Because if you did, how boring would that be? Right. You know, you're always going to be learning something new. But, you know, finding the way, like, sometimes I even have, like, docs of how to ask questions, like, and sound smart. Like, huh, I've never heard it called that way before. Can you tell me what you mean? Or, like, I know what this means. Is that something that you think? Because then that way when you do have to ask questions, and sometimes asking a lot of questions can make people feel like an imposter, you yeah. still set yourself up for success by sounding smart. Yeah, and by um, referencing previous experience or previous mm-hmm. projects that you've worked on because it's like, oh, yeah, I've done this version of this before at your company or for you. How do you guys operate? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a big thing. Um, so always because people try to buy your time and that's not that's why you were that's why you're freelance. Yeah. If you wanted people to own your time, you'd be a salaried position mm-hmm. because they do have that control mm-hmm. um, from nine to five or nine to six, whatever mm-hmm. those hours or are. even at, before they when you're yeah. salaried, they overreach all the time because yeah. they're paying for your bennies. They're paying for your uh, taxes, et cetera, et cetera. No, no, no. Freelance. That's your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say also in terms of figuring out how to set a rate, definitely ask others who mm. are freelancing in that space. Yeah, that's huge. Um, what they charge. Mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting. I actually saw a tweet the other day of this photographer 
and she tweeted something like um something like wow like and this is paraphrase, but wow, photographers are out here charging $1,700 for two looks and a two-hour shoot. Here I am charging $200. Um, and it was almost, it, the way that she wrote, it was actually a really smart tweet um, because the way she wrote it made it seem like she was saying that people were over, like photographers were overcharging. But she basically ended the tweet by saying, damn, I need to bring my rates up. Mm-hmm. Um, because... You know, you want to, a lot of times people are going to ask you to do it for the love or just like this really quick shoot. Like just, it's going to be quick, you know. It's never quick. It's never quick. And also there's just a lot of prep that goes into a lot of these shoots. Like really, really take note of all of the preparation, even just like ideating, figuring out what studio space. All of these things are coming from your brain. Mm -hmm. A lot of these things that require your particular creative brain or whatever space you're in it requires that's what it requires and you should be charging for that absolutely absolutely and you touched on something there about um people like knowing you touched on something about asking other people what their rates are mm-hmm. like Chantel and I have gotten back and forth thousands of times about our rates because and and it's because I know what she's making she knows what I'm making it brings me the confidence to go in the room and be like no and this is the market ask like yeah you know I've been doing this for x amount of years right now so yeah. I, I you know and that also makes you feel like less of an imposter if you you know cross compare notes with other people who are yeah, doing it absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely so yeah the transparency is so key mm-hmm. uh, especially in the freelance world you don't want to you don't want to get caught lowballing yourself mm-hmm. because kind of like we've said before, the dry spells are real and they do happen. And you want to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success in those spaces. Right. Definitely. So sometimes when you're freelance, so sometimes when you're freelance, you feel like you need to take every job mm-hmm. because dry spells can be scary. Yeah. Especially when they've been going on for longer than you expected. Yes. And I know that I have done this, fallen into this cursed position where I just uh, fill my plate too much and then I'm burnt out at the end. So how do you deal with that, Fred? I've definitely had this experience. Um, So I think that my first go-to is instead of stressing myself out and feeling beholden to deadlines that were agreed on, Mm -hmm. you know, in the initial terms of these jobs, I have definitely gone back to them and said, hey, Mm -hmm. life has gotten out of a little, a little out of my control. This deadline does not feel realistic for me. Mm -hmm. Can we push it four days or can we push it a week? Mm -hmm. Um, Generally, to my surprise, they've always said yes. Oh yeah. They want good work too. They do. They do. So I would not. And, and as scary as it could be, because you're like, oh, like I told them that I could have it done at this point, And now I'm like going back and forth. Are they going to think that I'm like flaky or not reliable? No, I think that in the end and kind of what we were talking about earlier, like being transparent about, hey, I have this other show happening right now. Um, or, hey, like, I actually ended up getting this other opportunity that I really want, and I really want to make both work if you have any flexibility with this deadline. Right. Because remember, you're the expert. Yeah. You're coming to the table with either your expertise or your audience or your knowledge, your experience. So they want 100% of that. Yes. And if you say you need more time, you need more time. Exactly. And I think that brings us up to a good 
like conversation point about boundaries when you're freelancing because sometimes when people start paying you they really think that they own you yeah especially in production because production you can be on set for like you're supposed to only be on set for 12 hour days but (laughs) and those 12 hour days turn into 16 hour days so when do you know when to say no when to lay down the law wow that's a great question Um, because I haven't done a lot of freelance set work in this way where I'm not talent. Mm. Um, And so what my assumption would be, you kind of just have to to bite the bullet and and stay on set for 16 hours. However, I do think that circling back about rates and compensation or, you know, maybe cutting a day at the end off that's unnecessary, a wrap day at the end off that's not necessary. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly how that works. Is there overtime in this world? There should be. Yeah. I mean, it just depends if you're union or non-union. Yeah. Because, like, it depends on what situation you're in and what set you're on. If you're, like, on a college set, then of course not. Right. Like, USC grad? No, they're not going to follow that kind of stuff. But it's like one of those things where you have to remember whatever industry you're in, it's built off of relationships. Yeah. So if they burn you, just put that in your back pocket. And know that they have burned other people before. Right. You know? And then that's a talking point when you're going into other jobs. Yeah, I actually, actually, you know, did some day player work or I, I worked for this ex company once. Oh, yeah? How was that? I did that too. Oh, wow. You know, I learned a lot. Yeah. Lots of learning. Lots of learnings. And then people are like, yeah, totally. And then that's, you know. Yeah, and then they and then they know not to pull that shit with you, basically. Right, but there's also always going to be a t- some time where you have to just, like, book it in your mind as, like, the school of life, school of learning. You're going to learn shit, and there are going to be days where you spend 16 hours on a job or 16 hours on set, and they're not going to pay you overtime. Mm-hmm. And you just have to chalk it up to, like, okay, well, never again, but... It did happen to me. Yeah. Just like when you're a comedian, there's always going to be nights that you bomb. Yeah. There's always going to be jobs that either don't pay you on time or you have to chase them down or they overwork you. And then you'll just have to be like, okay, for my repertoire, not again. Yeah. And um, our producer, Robin, love you, Robin, um, brought up a job or brought up a story about a director who wanted to say no and accidentally was like, okay, well, I'm just going to quote my rate is going to be X amount of dollars, which is outlandish. They'll never say yes to this. And then they did. So knowing that, Fred, what's the dollar amount? Say there's a brand or a job that you never want to work for again. Mm -hmm. What is the dollar amount that would make you turn back around and be like, okay. Ooh, great question. Now let's just imagine that this is a 10-week job. Okay. Ooh, that's a long time, too. Mm -hmm. That's a long time to be dealing with a a company or brand that is not your first choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say day rate-wise or... Yeah, let's do day rate. $2K. $2K a day? Yeah. I mean, that's great. That's... That to me, that makes me feel like okay. I guess That's I'll deal with some bullshit for ten weeks if I'm getting two k. I mean, even fifteen hundred. Yes, nothing less than that, though. Right. 
because this is a long time and your mental health is really important and you want to make sure that like at least you're coming out of this if it's going to be a bad experience at least you're coming out of it with something to show for it i don't necessarily know if it's worth it Mm -hmm. at the end of the day versus you know working taking on two job two additional like jobs that add up to that amount, you know what I mean? But they're for brands or companies that you actually enjoy working with or who respect you and your time. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I would definitely, I would definitely weigh my options there. Mm-hmm. But if there were no other options and they really wanted to work with me, that was, I mean, that's been the case before. There's been a brand that really wanted to work with me, but they su- submitted a creative brief for a campaign that I just like wasn't moved by the brief. I was just like, I don't really, I just don't know if this feels like organic enough. I don't know if it feels like, I mean, and so I turned it down. And it was for a decent amount. It was mm-hmm. for it was like a 20k mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. deal. And then and also to the turnaround was really quick. That's what it was. I was like I don't really like the brief and also this is like a lot of rushed work and I was just like, uh, like I don't really This was when I was able to I had a lot of work options. I was able to really pick and choose, mm-hmm. which is not the case now. But then they came back around and offered me 10k more and we're like we really want to work with you and I was like, okay, fine. I mean, yeah. And I was like, and and I didn't just say, okay, fine. I was like, well, this is great. And also, please let me have, like, let me get weird. Let me, like, mm. be fun. Let me, let me, because it was very just, like. Basic. Basic. Mm. And yeah. I was like, I, and you would think that, like, doing basic work should be a good thing because it's like, oh, I'm getting paid a lot to do something very minimal and basic, but that's just not my vibe. Like, I really want to showcase my personality in any of the content that I you have to create because that's also why they're coming to me. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah, I I think it's important to, like, set those boundaries and set those expectations. And I, they let me get weird, and it was actually one of my favorite shoots. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, also think about, like you said, like, for that dollar amount, say if they gave you 30K, right? That's enough money for you to take a month off. Yeah. So even if it's a job, back to the 10-week example, I think I would – except a thousand to fifteen hundred a day mm-hmm. and um well probably a little bit more let's say twelve hundred to two k a day because if you think about two k a day that's ten thousand dollars a week you know ten weeks that's a hundred thousand dollars oh it is mm-hmm. that's life-changing that's life-changing money it's also like money you could take some time off so yeah. even if it's the worst job in the world which you never want to be in that position, you could take a month or two off afterwards. Afterwards and just to decompress. Take yourself on a little trip. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So think about it that way. Like how much money can I, would I accept so that I can get budget for time off after if yeah. this is a bad job? That's such a good point. Dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are mostly our biggest mistakes. I'm sure we'll make more. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we will circle back with a part two once we once we have a list of all of our new mistakes that we've made. Yeah, but if you haven't, check us out on Instagram at Money Honey's Podcast. Submit your questions for us about freelance work there, because I mean we're all we're freelancing inevitably or yeah. or indefinitely. So just ask us your questions because we're still learning, yes. and you know we're also pivoting in our careers this way and that to become bigger and better. So, you know, it's always just a school of life over here. So let us know what you're thinking and check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter at Freddie. Are you at Freddie Ransom? So on Twitter, I have so many screenings. So on Twitter, (laughs) I'm at Ransom underscore note. On Instagram, at Freddie. Mm -hmm. On TikTok, youngfred90. (laughs) Where did that 
that come from? I know where Young Fred came from. Yeah. You know, I don't... I've tried to change my, my TikTok, TikTok name. handle. Don't and it's just, it. So this, this is where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Find me at Dev Lytle. Dev Dev Num Nums on Twitter. Although it probably won't be on Twitter much longer. Anyways, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Hope you learned something. Until next time. Bye. bye. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.